Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Universe podcast. It's channeled conversations on deep subjects that enhance our experience of life. I'm your host, Becca Grabinski. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome everybody. I have Pam Bromworth with us today and she is with Uplift Your Life. She is a feng shui uh, master and she also does energy clearing and color consulting and I am so excited that you're here today Pam thank you so much I'm excited to be here yeah so tell me this is the must know um, how did you can you give the listeners exactly what you do or specifically what you do and then how how did you get here okay um, I do feng shui and I can give you maybe a brief description of what feng shui is. It's um, literally translates as wind and water. It's an ancient Chinese study. Harmoniously live within it so that we can, you know, set up our spaces to support us so that we can live our most uplifted life. And well, actually not just our spaces. It's really a feng shui is all about balancing everything in our life so that we can thrive. And I also do energy clearing and that was spawned from my feng shui studies, seeing how we can get the feng shui right, but energy, which we all know now is in everything, everything's vibrating, everything is infused with energy and buildings, especially the older they are, have a lot of energy a lot of it is you know recorded in the walls and the furniture and layers of energy lingering energy from previous occupants people um as well as energy that's coming up from the earth the earth is filled with energy and it's releasing energy and some of it is not so good for us if we're sleeping you know, right over a geopathic stress line or something like that. So that is also what I do. And, and I also do color consulting because I needed something that I didn't need to explain that was more <laughs> easy. People understand that. So um, in a nutshell, those are my three areas of service. And how I got into it, um, I've long been very interested in interior decorating and design as well as spirituality and self nature and anything mother earth and so feng shui is really a great blend of all of that and i bought my first feng shui book probably close to 20 years ago and just really was fascinated by it, continued to buy books and read and, and play with it. I thought it was this fun thing to do. And that's how I, how I worked my feng shui up until five years ago. And I should say that we had lived in a house that we loved. We built a house that fit us perfectly. We were in the middle of the country. We had woods, a pond, and prairie grass and it was it was just naturally perfect feng shui and hmm
Okay. And so it was just naturally perfect feng shui. We thrived in that house. We manifested. Everything was going really great in our life. But we decided that it was a little too much work. We wanted to downsize, make a change. So we moved into a townhouse. And shortly thereafter, everything went downhill. Um, really, literally, my relationships, my marriage, my business partners at the time, my health. And I thought, oh my gosh, the only thing, you know, we did differently was we moved. So I got out my feng shui books and got serious. For the first time, I really took it seriously and started to see in my floor plan some changes to make and started making changes and really seriously saw results pretty quickly. And I got excited by that. And so I wanted to learn more. And so I enrolled in courses and started to study it to really find out too that also outside of our home is equally important. And the words I was using, and this is where it's really important to listen to our words. I kept saying my life was going downhill, everything is falling apart. Well, outside of this townhouse was a retaining wall that was literally falling down. And the garage mm. along it were, um, some of them, yeah, you couldn't even use them. They were falling down. And it took three years while we lived there to get the repairs done. So these three years, where every time I looked outside my house, everything was coming down out there. And it literally showed up in my life. And that is what feng shui is. It is a study and, and a way to use tools because everything is a mirror. You know, everything that's ha happening in our outer world is a reflection of our inner world and vice versa versa. And that's what I love. I love that, um, you know, things we can do. And um, yeah, and I guess that's how I really started um, my feng shui journey and really wanting to share it with others because I really believe in the po powerful effect that it has. Yeah. What a crazy, incredible awareness. Like I'm, as you're telling this story, I'm thinking about like our home right now and how it needs, like, it's beautiful, you know, it's on the lake, but like, it needs some work. It needs some new paint. It needs. And so I keep craving or like moving into new construction or a new condo or like I'm craving that and I'm leaning towards it, but I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting that you say that how, valuable it is to have the awareness of like where you live and what's happening in your space um, and how it really affects you. That's powerful. And often I have to say too, when, and maybe you do be a really valid thing that yes, your intuitions tell you there, it could also mean that your vibration, because I know Becca, you're continually raising your vibration and mm -hmm. our, our homes carry a vibration also. And so it may no longer be a match. And maybe though you just need, maybe there's something there in your home that's keeping, you know, the, the energy lower. And so by raising it, you might feel love for your home again, and you might be a match and it, you know, it's, there's always that possibility too. Oh, that's awesome. That's good to know. Awesome. So let's dive into the feng shui. Um, you talked about you know, there's five important areas in implementing change. Do you want to share that with us? Yeah, I, I do because I 
think, you know, maybe there's some aha moments and um, there's things that the listeners or, you know, can, to, can do to make some changes and try it themselves. Um, the front door and entrance is, is very important because the front door is the mouth of chi. So chi, you know, is Chinese for, for energy, life force. And so just like the mouths of our bodies, we take in all the nourishment through our mouths. The front door takes in our home, the nourishment, but then ultimately us living within it. So we want to have it be very attractive. We want to attract all the energy we can to it. So, you know, colorful, we want to paint the floor, we want anything that needs repair needs to, that's very important. You don't want any, you know, broken hinge or, you know, stuck doorknob. We want smooth, um, everything to be smooth because any little thing that's an annoyance when we're coming home, that affects our chi. And so mm -hmm. we want to come in and feel really good. And it, our front door is also the first impression that we give the world. So, you know, is your front door giving the impression that you want? Um, yeah. That's incredible. I'm like looking at my front door like, hmm, what do you, <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> and well, and I love what you just said. What, what do I, having a conversation with your home is a real thing. Um, so that's awesome. What you just said, Becca, I love that. Yeah. Many people, you know, realize that, that you can say, what do you need? You might, you might get something with that. That's really cool. Absolutely. Well, it's really cool. I had a girlfriend that just did it, redid a bunch of the furniture that I wasn't feeling good with. And she like, you know, distressed it a little bit. And my mother-in-law put together this beautiful, you know, outdoor, um, kind of like a Christmas decor, you know, like how you put the sticks in the the yeah. branches and the, yeah. you know, she put some sparkling stuff on that and she was super sweet and made that for me and it was like I didn't do any of it myself but it feels really good yes and that's what we're doing you really want to feel good especially coming home um that's so important and um Oh, I just lost my, oh, wind chimes are so good too, because it calls mm -hmm. in energy. And I mean, I think we, we all know when we're driving down a street and we see a home that, you know, your eye just goes to. So where your eye goes and energy flows. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, as much as you can do that to your own front door, the battery, because, oh, because what it does is brings in your opportunities. So if you have anything blocking your front door, if you don't use your front door, really get that front door being used and open. You know, a lot of us, well, especially living in Minnesota with our attached garages, we might not use our front door, but it is a really good habit to get into. If you can't open it and use it every day, every couple, you know, two, three days, try to get that door open and make a habit of maybe getting your mail through your front door or, you know, something, but um, because that is important to get mm -hmm. your opportunities all coming in to you and not getting anything blocked by keeping your door closed. That's powerful. So how about like my garage door is right next to my front door. Like, is there things that you can do with your garage door in addition to utilizing more utilization of the front door? Well, you want everything to be attractive and clean and operating well, but the more that you can use your front, make your front door be, be the point of attraction 
and not your garage doors, I guess, so that, you know, your front door is where people want to go. It's very obvious that 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 is where you go because then the energy will really be equally um, going that way also. Excellent. I love that. Yeah. So and the next yes. important area is the bedroom. Um, okay. The bedroom is the sanctuary within the sanctuary. So, so a lot of people don't really want to spend their money in their bedroom. I, and I was like this myself because I wanted to put my money into the places where my guests are going to be and make them comfortable. But the bedroom is so vital because it's where we spend a third of our life. It's where we sleep and we rejuvenate and we need, you know, we need that to, to wake up rejuvenated and ready to go out and, and hit the day. And um, as well as our bedroom, you know, the other thing, we just really want to set it up so that it's, it's peaceful, it promotes sleep, and then also, you know, sensuality because it's where we're intimate if, if we choose to be with our partner. Um, if we have a partner, um, we want to set up our bedroom to really be all about that, about intimacy and sleep and turn it into a cocoon where we can't wait to go to at the end of the day. And there's, you know, ways to do that. A headboard is really a good idea because it is our, gives us our, our backing, our safety, our security, our protection. Okay. And and not have anything under the bed. Again, everything is emitting energy. And so if we use it as storage, we want to make sure the, the only storage that really, you know, like maybe some soft bedding, extra blankets or something like that, but you don't want to store anything under the bed, say clothes that don't fit any longer, or, you know, think you're going to fit into them again someday. I've seen that or... <laughs> Um, you know, or old photographs or, you know, you know, old things that can kind of keep you in the past or things like that. You just really, well, clutter, that's a whole nother topic. Um, clutter is just pure blockage and stagnation and, you know, will block everything. So, um, and especially in the bedroom, really kind of keep it very clear and clean and soft Yin and yang, yang is a very important thing in feng shui to have a really good balance. The rooms that feel the best have a great balance of yin and yang. In our bedrooms, though, we want to be more yin, um, which is more conducive for peace and calm and sleep. You know, some other rooms we want more yang, so we want them more activated. But the bedroom, we want to have soft, sensual fabrics and make sure the windows have darkening um, window treatments. Uh, to, to keep out the light and also noise to make give us that more cocoon feeling again. Pairs of things are really good for relationship building, you know, so equality. So you have two nightstands, two lamps, you know, room around the bed um, and try to keep out exercise equipment and um, a lot of books and things like that. I had stacks of books by my bed, not realizing that it could look like I'd rather read than anything else. <laughs> so, you know, a couple books are fine and great. Reading before bed is wonderful, but just don't have, you know, a sky high stack of books. Um, and I do, 
Yeah, and if, if you do have to have um, your computer or exercise equipment in your bedroom, I know some people, you know, live in apartments and they just don't have room. If there's a way to kind of divide it or at least cover it um, is really helpful. Mm, that's awesome. So I guess for me, and I think for a lot of listeners, what about the kids' rooms? Because that seems like it's always a mess and I don't, I like it obviously when it's clean, but they don't value that. Is there any tips around where the kids sleep? Yeah, you know, I'm, I don't like to be too rigid around kids. I just, because they're kids, you know, and um, so I like giving them their rooms. I, sometimes if you give them ideas or tell them why and see, you know, because they're so into their bodies and how they feel, mm -hmm. they might, you know, understand and on their own then want to. But if, but I wouldn't, um, you know, kids rooms are a whole nother thing. You, the thing, you don't want to have a lot of activation in kids rooms you know, the novelty thing is, you know, the, the wallpaper and things like with balls and sports figures and, you know, th that's very active. The more you can keep it um, calm, the um, and also, what was I going to say? Um, oh, shoot, I just lost it. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, kid, kids' rooms, but again, you know, you want to give them what they want, but if they have trouble sleeping, you might want to try to remove some of the sports-themed things. Oh, I know, because I had someone who didn't sleep and was having trouble, and it had a big, um, over his bed, like a, a surfer with a big um, image of water. But that can feel like you are underwater. You can't even breathe you're so you know you so you want to keep water images well in your bedroom very minimal that's probably not the best place to put it but you certainly never want it over your head got it um, yeah that's interesting yeah. that's great talking about art it's very nice when you wake up in the morning across from your bed if you have a piece of art or an image or something some anything an object something that you look at, one of the first things you look up, look at when you wake to have it be very joyful and motivating and uplifting so that, you know, that's the image that greets your day. Well, mm -hmm. optimally, you have that all over your house, but um, right. you'd want to love. So should we go on to another important area? Yeah, I would love that. Okay, so the kitchen, of course, no surprise. Okay. Um, yep. The room of nourishment and where we, um, you know, prepare our food and food. Food is really translated into wealth. I mean, all through the ages, the amount of food you had, you know, was a direct relation to how prosperous you were. And so the stove is the symbol, the main symbol of prosperity in our homes. We want our stove kept very clean. We want to make sure all the burners are working well um, because that is the symbol of our wealth and abundance. Um, and also having our stove in the command position and the command position is the fifth thing I'll talk about. So we- Okay. 
Um, yeah, and so, and also making sure that we have good food and not, you know, not food that is um, outdated or getting bad or rotting. So we want to keep our refrigerator really clean and, and the food organized. And that's, that's kind of my ongoing task. because I'm, right. but, it, but it's very good to do that um, and keep our kitchens clean and, and feeling really, really um, good. And colors are important too, but that's kind of a whole nother um, subject too. But, but keeping the kitchen really feeling good for you and that can, you know, and that's, I love that's good. Yeah, I love that. It's interesting. So my son is eight and I have really kind of cut back on the groceries that I'm buying because I'm finding that, that they're not really taking the effort to look into the fridge to see what we have. And so like stuff was getting old really fast and I was throwing more away than people were eating. Mm -hmm. And so they were used to the, obviously always having a ton of food and snacks and whatever. And so when I cut back, you know, Brady was really concerned, you know, oh my gosh, like mom, why don't we have any food? Like there's no food. Well, there's no food to compare to what you're used to, but he was very, he did really associate less food with lack, like instantly, you know, for eight years old, like, but no, I like to open the fridge and it be full. So what do you say about that as far as still continually keeping it full, but yet, you know, utilizing it to your best potential? Well, right. And you just nailed it trying to find that that balance because you're right we live in um we do throw out food we're so blessed that we are able to have all that food but right, right that right it's not what we want to do so so yeah that is um really trying to figure that out where you feel like because you don't want to open your refrigerator and really have it there because that will give you the feeling of lack too so right. um, but Right. And so, but you don't need it stuff full that you can't see in the back and things are getting old. So yes, just trying to find that, that happy balance. Yeah. So interesting that he would pick that up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, and I can also add that something that's really nice to have is a board. Oranges just have um, really a great connotation of, um, just it's, it's happy orange is a very happy color and fruit is a, a, a symbol of abundance um so yeah just things like that are just a nice addition i love that we came back from florida a couple weeks ago and i had brought a ton of oranges back and some fresh orange juice which was very sad to drink the last drop <laughs> um but yeah it's amazing how much especially in the winter time right now how just the bowl of oranges every time you walk in the kitchen it you just smile you're right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. So then the next, the fourth um, area that's very important to take note of um, are your bathrooms. And water is related to wealth, uh, except for in your bathroom, because we have so much water that goes through our bathrooms with indoor plumbing, which saying the modern day indoor plumbing, we, we love it like our bathrooms, we love our bathrooms. Um, but it is draining away a lot of water from our, our house. And it's also carries energy with it. So it's a lot of draining energy away. So shoring up 
our bathrooms so that, you know, keeping the door closed, keeping the toilet lid down. I like to put a nightlight in and burn it 24 seven to, because we know light negates darkness. It's a way to keep the energy uplifted um, mm. or some uh, good ways to keep the bathroom energy from, you know, being high and not affecting us. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, and trying to keep a bathroom, you know, feeling like a spa, you know, making it as beautiful and feeling good as possible is beneficial. And it can, let's see, well, this is a little bit, um, going a little bit deeper, but I have, in my townhouse that I was saying where um, we weren't thriving so well, we had a bathroom, the little powder room, but it was right off the kitchen. So you can imagine how important it was to keep the Absolutely. I mean, that's common sense. Well, and actually, a lot of feng shui is common sense, too. Um, it's not all woo-woo. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I think it's just having that awareness of, you know, what to do, where, and why. I mean, like, so I've obviously had a ton of conversations with people that you've done work for. And they've told me, here's the things that she had me switch. And this was the different things that changed. And like the stories are incredible. Um, but until you kind of even explain the why, like, cause, because um, Deb was telling me about like putting a nightlight in all your bathrooms, like, but I didn't, I didn't know the why. So it's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. 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 And um, also if you have like many have a master bedroom, master bath, and if you're master bath door is right off your bed so that you're looking at it or it's you try to keep that door closed also so that you're not seven to eight hours a night being affected by bathroom energy mm. excellent yeah. i love that yeah and then the last area is called the command power position and this is where you spend areas where you spend the most time your bed your desk chair um, and the stove where you want to be facing the door. And the idea of this is, well, with all feng shui, we're trying to get out of beta brain and beta brain is the fight or flight. It's where we're feeling stressed. Um, it's where, you know, it's, it's to stay in that state that's where disease and illness can set in too. We want to get out of that as much as possible to at least get up to alpha. Alpha brain is where we feel hopeful and, and it, it's just a much better place. I mean, there's two other um, brain states to get into, but that's as you get more enlightened and that. But anyway, so facing the door so that nobody can surprise you. And it's you know, like the mafia guys always in a restaurant sat at a table facing the door so they could see anyone come in you want and like the pope and the judges they always have these big chairs with high backs behind them so they can go into alpha they don't have to be in beta brain at all because they're totally protected from the back so subconsciously they can just let that go so be in those positions a lot of time or at the stove where you're preparing food, you want to, you know, infuse your food with love and not be in the, that um, brain state where you're not. Um, does that make sense? 
Yeah, that's super powerful. So I guess my question for you is, is I spend a lot of time in my office, which is like off the front door, but my desk is facing like my, the door is to the right of me, uh-huh. the front door and yep. it's a built-in desk. And so I know, you know, Deb was obviously telling me a story about um, Tim switching his desk and how miraculous that was without mm-hmm. having, being able to move it. Like how would you still get into yeah. the power well, if you can somehow place a mirror so that it will reflect anybody coming in the door, okay, um, that would be the best remedy right there is somehow placing a mirror. And okay. then also what you can do too uh, is you could put like hang a red sweater or a red uh, blanket or something on your chair back which is, that's a little bit more of a symbolism rather than, um, but red really deflects. That's the color, you know, we know black absorbs and yeah. red, red is the color that deflects energy. So, okay. it, so that will kind of give you a little bit of safety and backing, you know, um, symbolically. Um, but the mirror, I, yeah, the mirror would be a great remedy. Okay. Awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Because you were sharing it with me and I was like, Oh, I don't know how I would do that. Um, and so I was excited to ask you. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. So those are, yeah, those are five areas that I, you know, hopefully, um, you can get some tips to go into your home and take a look at. Yeah, that's incredible. So one of the notes you had was, the ways to increase the energy of your home. And I'm really interested in that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we want the, you know, we want to bring the vibe up. Um, And I want to say too, because I think so many of us are on that holistic path. We really do want, we, we understand what it, so we, you know, we're going to um, coaches and, and working out and going for massage and acupuncture and Reiki doing all these things to raise our vibration. And it is just as important to raise our vibration of our home and our workplace so that they match. Otherwise, you know, we can go on a week long or a weekend retreat or a day retreat and go home feeling so uplifted, but we synchronize with the energy field that we are in. So sometimes it's just like what happened, but that's what it is. So we want to really raise the vibe of our house as we're working on our own vibration. So some ways to do that, well, the, the best one is not the fun one, but it really is the most important is pare down the amount of stuff we have. Um, even more than just clutter clearing, it's, we live in such an overconsumption over world. And, and we wanna have at least 50%, you know, bookshelves, drawers, every, you know, walls open as much as we can. Um, and, and I'm saying this in generally because, oh, another tool in feng shui is the five elements. Everything has an element, including people. And so if you're an earth element, you need your things. That's what makes you feel good. So, but it's the earth people who, when earth gets a little out of balance, that's where they just naturally collect clutter. They're the collectors there, you know, but a metal person, they're the ones who have written probably every clutter clearing book would be the metal people. They cannot stand clutter. 
they was very minimal. They're the minimalists. So, so I'm saying this so that you give yourself a break. If you're an earth person, you're kind of like, oh, but it's okay. You know, you're just naturally going to have more things and that's okay. Do it to, as you feel good. But you also, I think, know when you've exceeded your feel good and we're now, you know, have too much stuff. So Absolutely. the less stuff we have, the more we're open to opportunities in every, in every way. Um, so we don't want to hang on to that just in case stuff and all that. Um, diffusing essential oils is a and an uplifted as well as good incense. We want, you know, real natural incense. I love, I have sandalwood incense from Australia that I love. Um, and it just really is good clearing energy. It smells good. It's not too potent. And then Himalayan salt lamps are a great multitasker. They attract, you know, water, meaning also dust and pollen and other impurities in the air. And they give off negative ions, bringing, kind of bringing you into balance by removing the excess positive ions from technology. So they're great on desks and really just anywhere. Mm, um, awesome. Yeah, we can play music, especially well, music you love, but like classical, you know, you can, they rated, you know, the vibration of music. So like classical is very high vibrational. Um, and I don't want to say this because some people, I mean, hip hop and can be very, can be high too, but we all know where it wouldn't be, or, you know, there's just certain, um, so just pay attention to the music you listen to too. There can be lower frequencies um in music um and again remember that everything is recorded in our walls and you know absorbed so playing you know keep the energy lifted um and adding of course plants and fresh flowers and things that are alive like that well saying that our pets pets are wonderful energy to have in our houses mm, that's interesting you say that so last it would have been last fall or all of last year, really. Um, I kept telling Kurt, I said, we need a, we need a dog. We need a dog. We need a dog. And he was like, no way. Like we have all these young children. Like, how are we going to add this dog into the mix? And so finally came, I don't even know if it was October or November. He finally one day said, yes. Okay. You can get one. And three hours later, I had a puppy in our house oh. and it was interesting because he was so resistant to it for so long, but my intuition was like, we need a dog, we need a dog. And we were just talking about the other day of how much love and really high vibration she's brought into our home has just been something that we, we literally, we, we can't explain, you know, it's just been mm -hmm. such a blessing. And he's like, Becca, he's like, you knew all along that our home needed this. And I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't know what I knew. I just knew that this was I, I don't know. I just kept getting the message, like, get a dog, get a dog, get a dog. So, I love so that. true. Yeah. Personal experience. So true. Yeah. That's so nice. Um, and then lighting, you know, lighting multiple light sources, tables, floor lamps, overhead, you know, um, salt lamps again, candles, uh, well, and, mo and open your windows for natural daylight for sure. Um, during the day, yeah, pull back those drapes and let in the the daylight 
and fresh air is really good. It's hard now in winter in Minnesota, but um, you know, bringing fresh air in will always increase the energy um, and minimizing toxins. So you know, making sure you use non-toxic products, you know, cleaning products, personal care products, um, all that stuff. And even when you're renovating your house, trying to make some better choices because of the outgassing, and especially if we have to keep our houses uh, closed up. It is hard to have a high vibe house if it's, you know, got a lot of chemicals going on. Right. So, yeah. Um, of course, adding crystals and other nature elements. You can add bird feeders and birdhouses outside your windows and have that life going on out there is wonderful. Yeah. So those are some things you can do. Um, I love that. Yeah. Oh, and water fountains always. Just not in the bedroom, but water fountains are, are wonderful too. Okay. Oh, and you said in the chimes by the front door. I'm taking notes over here. Yeah, chimes. <laughs> <laughs> Writing all the down. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. I see a lot of, you know, some of them obviously I've experienced and some of them I haven't even thought of. Even like the water things like the sound of water, just hearing that really we were at my mother-in-law and I were at a spa the other day. I took her there. That was her Christmas present was a spa day. And of course I can't let her go by herself. Right. <laughs> so I took her and I mean, even just walking in that room and there was this water feature and I just couldn't believe how happy I felt just hearing it, you know, especially in the winter, right? I mean, the lake is frozen over. The only water you hear is the running of the bathtub when it's going <laughs> or the yeah. sink. Or, so it was just a really yeah, it's interesting. Just a really incredible feeling that I felt like, oh, I feel summer, you know? Yes, yes. Here in the winter, we're, we're well, even in the summer with a air conditioning, thing, we have really cut ourselves off more and more from nature. And that really is the best thing for us. Um, and really, that's what feng shui is, is really, yeah, if you can take a walk outside or bring nature in any way more inside your environment, uh, the better. Yeah, that's what I always say. I have my houses filled with palm trees. And I say, if you like squint, because I keep the heat up higher, that you kind of feel like you're in Florida, <laughs> right? And so like, I'll come home with another palm tree and then Kurt will be like, another one? I was like, yeah, like this is, I'm bringing wealth. Like the more palm trees, like money grows right. on trees. And yeah. I have lots of trees in the house. And so therefore it just creates more wealth. And he just kind of smiles at me. <laughs> I love it. That, mm -hmm. yes, and that alive energy, and plus it's, um, you know, increasing your oxygen. It, that, that, yes, that's so great. I keep adding more and more plants to my house, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. So one of the things you brought up was common ailments. What's that all about? Oh, okay. Well, there's a lot, but I guess when, you know, people like to ask what, you know, an, um, Artwork hung too high. That was something I had done in my townhouse. Uh, I hung all, almost every image too high. And over time, it affected me as, you know, not being able to measure up. All of a sudden, you know, I never had that much trouble with my confidence. And, but it took a hit. And, it, and then I lowered everything. And it was not very long when I started to feel better. So artwork hung too high. And um, this isn't a feng shui thing. This is a decorating thing. But there is um, if 60 inches from the floor to the middle of your picture or art or middle of whatever your image. 
is kind of a, gen, a general guideline of a good, yeah, a good way to hang your art. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and you know, if you have piles of paperwork or clothes or just odds and ends and unfinished to-do lists, that can be, that can really show up as, you know, fear of failure, procrastination and avoidance. So, you know, if you want to tackle your to-do list first and maybe focus on being confident with your decisions, um, you, know, you know, that is something to work through, you know, getting rid of all of that and see how you feel after that. Um, any stockpiling and hoarding, you know, th that really comes from a desire to insulate yourself with belongings. Mm -hmm. It kind of speaks to your subconscious that you're in need and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, so yeah, so stockpiling and hoarding is a common ailment um, that, yeah, I kind of want to do your best to for your best life, um, and then putting off, if you're putting off hanging artwork or selecting your paint colors or updating your decor, you're just procrastinating on any big ticket purchases, this can be a fear of commitment. So, um, yeah, and, and um, then on also on a flip side, the meticulously ordered home can really be a fear of losing control. Mm. So, you know, you want to maybe try to have a looser, more forgiving home to be more relaxed and a joyful place to be. So when messes occur, kind of try to go with the flow. Um, yeah. And then also, it, and also I had talked earlier about like my words, you know, everything is going downhill and falling apart. So pay attention. If you're using the same words often, like I keep hitting a brick wall. Well, that could be because your desk is facing a wall. You know, like you, you know, and you might want to put um, an image in front of you with depth so that it feels like, you know, there's, um, that would just be a, a one idea as a remedy. But, but yes, your language is very well probably in your environment saying you're broke. You might have a lot of broken items in your house. Uh, money goes out as fast as it comes in. You want to check for water leaks and dripping faucets. And um, I'm not clear. Clean your windows. When the windows re represent our eyes. And so it could be you just need to clear your window or clean your windows. So, yeah, those are some, some ideas of, of common ailments that can have a feng shui remedy. Mm, I love that. This morning I um, had to kind of shuffle and bring my kids in. And so I usually go to the gym before they get up in the morning. And this morning I, you know, life happens. And so I always have, like, I've always made it where my workout, where I can do it anywhere. So I have weights at home. So I was talking to my girlfriend. She's like, just go home. You've got three, you know, three back-to-back -back meetings this morning. So go home and do your workout. And it's funny because I got home and I was like looking around and I am the one that cleans every morning when I go to bed at night. I'm just, I'm a morning person. And so like, I don't even see the mess at night. And I had to clean up the entire living room, dining room and kitchen before I could even start my workout. Like I just, I couldn't force myself to even do it sitting in that space. And as soon as I was done workout, you know, 15 minutes later, it was done. But it was interesting how it wasn't, it wasn't even possible for me to function until the space was was the clutter was removed. Yeah. Well, and, and you're very aware and just 
and would been understand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It is so nice when you're aware and that. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, feel that, yeah our, we are impacted greatly by what's around us. So, yeah. yeah. So powerful. So can you give us a little bit about energy clearing, um, kind of what you do and how it's done for those that maybe have never heard of it before? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are familiar with smiling and all of that. And that is so good. That is a great thing to do, especially with the power of your intention, because yeah, our thoughts and emotions definitely create things. Smudging like that is great. I though went and I was trained Jean Hayner. Um, so I do it with a dousing rod. I love with my dousing rod and it spins when there is a disturbance. And then I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at um, the, the geopathic stress, which can be faulting pressure underground water or magnetic fields that have been disturbed. It can be, um, we can also have um, technology disturbances, so Wi-Fi and all of that, and, and also the, the uh, disturbed energy fields. So, so yeah, so then, and I, then after the dousing rod shows me where the energy is that needs to be cleared, then I clear it pendulum and it tells me when that area is cleared. And I um, am, am been, I'm trained and attuned to doing it, but I really just become a tool. I, you know, I don't think I'm, you know, I, I you know, I, I kind of take myself out of it um, and just kind of follow my tools. And yeah, and then when I'm done energetically clearing a home, then I clear the people that are living there again so that everything is in alignment. Okay. Yeah. How often do you suggest that be done? Uh, once a year is okay. optimal. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. This has been incredible. I absolutely um, love all the knowledge you have. I would love to, I know we're going to meet up and you're going to give me the same experience. So I'd love to do um, another podcast afterwards just to go deeper, like the advanced feng shui if you're into that. Oh yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I'd love I think that went awesome. Good. So what is the best way for the listeners to be able to get a hold of you, to be able to work with you? Okay. Well, my website, it's a little long. It's uplift, uplift your life feng shui so uplift your life feng shui is spelled f-e-n-g-s-h-u-i upliftyourlifefengshui.com my website or you could directly just email me too which is my name pam brownworth and brownworth is spelled b-r-a-u-n-w-a-r-t-h at gmail Awesome. Thank you so much, Pam. It's been amazing. I'm excited for the listeners to get a hold of this. Thank you so much. It's been my great pleasure. Thank you so much, Becca. Thank you for joining us today in deep conversation and transformation. Be sure to subscribe and share. For more incredible support, go to my website, at www.beccagrabinski.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and on Instagram.